I want to just cover two things, and I'll do them quite briefly. And uh, we've looked at uh, bondages in the heart. We have looked at some of the legal doorways of entry. And we've looked at how evil spirits get in. And some of the ways that you work to break them and set the person free. So I want to just uh, have a look briefly at these things, this thing. I want to briefly look at um, negative pictures or trauma experiences. This is a big area, so we can only do it briefly and at a light level. So almost all of us can remember painful experiences when we're growing up. And some of those experiences had a very big impact. And the impact continues to affect the person all their life. It's like it's imprinted in them and somehow it still keeps affecting them. And uh, so I want you to understand just the dynamic of this and then what to do about it. So trauma is a, uh, a significant, it's an experience that has a significant physical and emotional impact on the person. event which has a significant impact physically and or emotionally. For example, a motor accident. When a person has a motor vehicle accident, sometimes they can only remember up to just before and just after no memory at all of the accident. It's like their brain blew a fuse. Suddenly there's this little gap of time, don't remember anything. Actually all the memory is retained. But if it's a certain level, the body has a way of shutting down and dispersing the energy. So the person retains just before, just after, but don't seem to remember what happened. But then later on, they may have flashbacks. Strong emotional reactions. So the accident left an imprint, a trauma, on the person's life. For an example, you may have a person, for example, who was working in a, uh, in a, in a store, and there was an armed robbery. Very common for people like that. It's very difficult for them to work again for a very long time. Because they've had a trauma experience. So a trauma experience can level and range from very significant, deeply traumatic to quite mild. And so with each experience, there is a memory put into the body, physically imprinted in the body, and it's retained in the mind and also within the cells of the body. So when a person has a memory of an event that happens, the memory is recorded, sometimes spread out in the body. 
这个记忆被记下来，然后再视频给我们看。所以他可能不能记得所有。What so and also with it, huge fear. Little,就很大的恐惧。那这个画面就在他脑里头。And and then there's a reaction. I must hide. You know, or there's a, a judgment. Conflicts are dangerous. See, that's a judgment or a belief. So notice what's recorded. The picture. Remember. Picture. The feelings. Okay. The perception or belief. And then the reaction. All are retained. And now the person may grow up and forget about it. And then they're put in a situation. Two people are having a conflict. Suddenly, there's a trigger of huge emotion. It's not even their argument. It's just even being near it. It triggers off the memory. Triggers off the trauma. And feelings come rushing up, being triggered off. And the feelings are feelings of panic and fear. And I need to hide. This is dangerous. So they withdraw. And so all their life, whenever there's a conflict, they withdraw. They can't manage normal conflict and problems. Because there's a trauma. There's a picture, belief, feelings, the belief or how they interpret it, and how they react it. And, and so this demonic spirits come in on those traumatic experiences and keep them activated and energized. So demons ride in on the trauma and in, in the memory and every time something happens it just stirs up the feelings and they get out of control feelings and unreasonable responses. It's unreasonable because you don't expect an adult to behave that way. You say, you're just being childish. And you're right. They're actually locked 
in their emotions at a childlike state. Because of the trauma, the feelings, and the belief that they had about it. Now remember, a wrong belief is a lie. And and the the demon lodges in there. Because he's the father of lies. Now, you can start to understand why you observe people reacting sometimes well above what's appropriate. Because they have some traumatic experience. It could be something at school that shamed them. It could be a sexual abuse. And they just experience, maybe there's just a, a smell of some man's lotion. What's all that about? And you've got no way because what happened and the reaction seem totally disconnected. The reaction has triggered off the, the trauma reactions inside. I'll just give you a, a very mild level of it. Uh, just before Christmas, I went to Indonesia where my daughter had miscarried a child about five months. And it was very painful and difficult for everyone. I had to go straight off the plane into a service and then days of difficulty and uh, funeral service, uh, cremation. It was a very difficult time. And, and, and so I had to push aside my own feelings and minister to everyone. But I'm a person too. And that's my grandchild. So I had to put all of that aside to help others. This is one of the dilemmas for you in leadership. Sometimes you have to put aside your own needs and feelings in order to stay in the role and function. Anyway, about, uh, about three weeks later, I was just sitting watching television one night, and someone, there was some songs, and someone sang Amazing Grace. And I've heard Amazing Grace sung lots of times. But this time I just suddenly cried. I just began to cry and cry and cry. And I realized the last time I heard it was at the service in my daughter's house. Someone sang Amazing Grace. So when I heard it, I, I was feeling nothing until I heard that song. And it triggered the memory. And up came all the grief that I had just put aside. So the feelings are connected to the memory and what belief you have. That's why trauma are significant things in people's lives. And, and you can see how evil spirits will use trauma to afflict people. Often where there's a trauma, there will be either a spirit of fear or shock, or a of infirmity. Got the idea? So that's what the trauma is made up of. So how do you fix it? Well, most people try to fix it by controlling it. So they attempt to control their feelings and control their life. 
所以他们想要控制住他们的生命。Trouble is, it's demonically empowered. You can't. 问题是这个邪灵所控制的，你不能这样做。So you end up with patterns of failure continually around that area. 所以你就会持续的失败。So it needs God to touch the person and bring healing. 你需要上帝来触碰这个人，带来医治。Healing from the trauma. 从这个悲伤里带来的医治。It needs the Holy Spirit to come into that s i For deliverance to take place. Now there are many examples of trauma. 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 And can't get their life back together. 或者是一个很严重的一个创伤，让他的生命整个都破碎了。So, for example, I read an article about soldiers in the Second World War. 我就读到关于第二次世界大战的一些军人。And I found the majority was a secret that the army kept. 这是一个军队所保持的秘密。They found high percentage of soldiers didn't want to kill anyone. 这发现很多的军人更不想杀人。So they either didn't shoot their rifle or pointed it. Somewhere else. They either just shot at the enemy or shot at another place. And no one wanted anyone to know that's what the soldiers were doing. So they came up with a different training process. And they train people to bypass conscience and just shoot on instinct. So when they sent the soldiers to war, they would just shoot on instinct. So they sent the soldiers to war, they would just shoot on instinct. Pictures of people coming up, and they boom, 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 and shoot them. They just let people's pictures come up quickly, so they just shoot. And they train people, the soldiers, to instinctively shoot without listening to their conscience. So, letting people shoot is not listening to their conscience. Did it work? Did it work? Yes, it did. They sent the soldiers out, and they shoot very quickly. So, the soldiers out, and they shoot very quickly. Very efficient. Very efficient. Problem was when the soldiers came home. The problem was when the soldiers came home. Their conscience tells them what they just did. So their conscience tells them what they just did. And they start to face post-traumatic stress. Then they have post-traumatic stress. Symptoms connected to the trauma. So post-traumatic-symptom-connected-to-the-trauma.就创伤的后遗症就开始来了。And some just couldn't handle it.大部分的就没有办法承受。Breakdowns,alcohol,drugs,all kinds of problems.喝酒、吸毒、精神崩溃
就是你脑海里头的那一些的连结会出来就活过来 and he got a tremendous shock. Surrounded by an army, wanting to kill him. He was terrified. What can we do? And now, this is how Elijah prayed. Lord, open his eyes. Let him see what he can't see. In other words, Yes, you can see the army. Yes, it's frightening. But you're only seeing part of the picture. You need to see the whole picture. So Lord opened his eyes. So he can see heaven's perspective. And the Lord opened his eyes. Oh, all the angels on our side. Oh, that changes everything. Fear left him. Because the picture he had was now different. So how do you work with a trauma? The person must be willing to let go control and go back to that place and remember it. This time, they're not saving themselves. They're inviting Jesus to come to save them. And so what you do is you just ask them to close their eyes and allow the Holy Spirit to take them back to the event. Now, as the person remembers the event, all the emotions start to come. They start to cry or they start to feel afraid. They're remembering the event. And then you ask them, now look to see where Jesus is. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He's about to change all of this. And I ask people, look around. See where Jesus is. Keep looking. Can you see him? I see him. Okay, now look at his face. What does it look like? Keep your eyes on him. What is he doing? Listen to him. What is he saying? In other words, you bring them into an encounter with the Lord. And interact with the person, what's happening. And uh, this is what happens very many times is Jesus just shifts the picture completely. I'll give you an example. I had a girl in a church in Taiwan she had a testimony how she'd been adopted. And I felt the Lord say to me uh, she needs to be healed. So I got her up when, when they introduced me and I thanked her for her testimony. And I said, Jesus loves you and wants to heal you. I said, can you remember the day you were adopted? She said, I can, I was five. I said, are you willing to let Jesus come to you and heal that memory? 
你愿不愿意让耶稣来医治你的思想？ And she said yes. 她说我愿意。I said, well, close your eyes. 她说闭上眼睛。And just allow the Holy Spirit to take you back and bring back into memory what happened. 让圣灵带领你，你回到那个地方。这是圣灵的工作。Brings things back into our memory. 他会把那思想带回到那边。If all the memory was scattered, 如果所有的记忆都散开来的 ，He can bring it back again. 他可以把这些记忆再带回来。So I said, now she had her eyes. She started to cry. 她就开始哭。I said, "Can you can you remember that day?" You 记得那一天吗 ？And she says, "I see it clearly." 我现在看得很清楚。I see my mother. 我看到我妈妈。And she's giving me as a five-year-old girl to someone I don't know. 她把我一个五岁的小孩给一个我不认识的人。And she was weeping. 她在哭。I said, "Now look and see if you can see Jesus." 那我说你现在能不能看到耶稣呢 ？And she said, "I can see him." 她说我看得到他。Said, "What is happening?" 那现在在发生什么？ He is very sad about what's happening. But Jesus is very sad about what's happening. He's crying too. Jesus is also crying. She felt the compassion of Jesus for her. Wow, she felt the compassion of Jesus for her. I said, "Now I want you to watch what he's going to do." Now I want you to watch what he's going to do. Now I want you to watch what he's going to do. Now I want you to watch what he's going to do. And she said, "He told me it's not my fault." He told me it's not my fault. 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 He told me it's 我就被抛弃。He produced huge problems in their life. 就带来极大的一些的问题。Problems in their workplace and relationships. 这带来极大工作上面的问题。So I said, keep your eyes. Now reach out to Jesus. 所以你要去寻找耶稣。This doesn't always happen. 这不常发生。But on this occasion, this is what happened. 但是在这时候会发生什么？ She reached out like that. 他这样子把手伸出去了。And then froze and stayed like that for an hour and a half. 他就定格在那里一个半小时。Tears just coming down like that. Reaching out to Jesus. And so I carried on the meeting. I preached. Had an altar call. And then she just suddenly came out of it. She had had an encounter with Jesus that healed her. The memory changed. Instead of being alone and given away by a mother. She saw Jesus put his arm around her and say, "It's going to be all right. I'm with you." He is not only seeing that his mother put his arm around him, but Jesus is with him. My fault. She now believes the truth. I love you. I now believe the truth. That lie is now gone. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. She saw Jesus walk with her. She saw Jesus walk with her. And she was like a transformed person. She became a different person. Absolutely amazing. Completely different. I prayed for a woman who had an abortion just recently. I prayed for a woman who had an abortion. And we just shared with her and ministered to her. I just shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her and ministered to her. Systematically dealt with each issue. We shared with her I said, "All right, then. Well, I want you just to close your eyes. 我觉得你闭上眼睛 ，and just open your heart to Jesus. 敞开你的心 ，and see what He is doing. 看耶稣在做什么。And she said, "He's holding my baby." 她说耶稣在抓抱着我的孩子。She began to cry. 她就开始哭。And she said, "It's going to be all right." 她说没有关系。
And he told me he understood and he loved me. He said he understood and he loved me. He said he understood he had buried Listen to her heart and ask Jesus to show her what a child was. 我就说，那你你要听你的心里的耶稣跟你讲说，这孩子是什么？And was a boy. 然后他看见啊，是个男孩。And then as she reached out to Jesus, she saw Jesus take her child. 然后他去再再去寻找耶稣，他看见耶稣把孩子给抱走了。So we dealt with the sin. 所以我们面对了罪。We dealt with the demons and the soul. 面对了邪灵跟魂体。Then we ministered to the trauma. 然后服侍了这个的创伤。and she was quite a different person Before, she was in a place of denial and bearing it all. Afterwards, she's free. 之前她只是一直在不愿意去面对，然后把这个东西都隐藏起来。Remember what we said: sin stirs up an energy and a force that destroys lives. 记得我说过，罪是一个力量会产生出来，stir up an energy and a force. That impact people's lives. Demons use sin and trauma to distress and continue to afflict people and make their situation worse. Okay, then I will just finish at that point and I want to share one more thing and then we'll stop and uh, have a break. If you are going to work with someone, here's the question now. How do I work out what to pray for? How do I work out what to pray for? You got someone you're with. How am I going to work out what to pray for? Okay. So there's some steps you can take. So and it's quite simple. It's not as hard as you think. And so I'll make it a little easy for you. Now, you just have to keep in mind what we have shared so far. We've shared a whole range of things. And now we're going to pull it all together. If you're working with someone, what it will look like. So the first thing is, we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Invite the Holy Spirit to come. Invite the Holy Spirit to come. And uncover the roots of the problems. He knows what they are. He can bring them to the surface. And we can't do it without him. He's the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. And he brings things up to the to the open, to the light. Okay. Alright, so he's the spirit of truth. So ask the Holy Spirit to come. And help in the situation to bring the root issues to the surface. Secondly, ask the person, what is your problem? What is the problem? Now they may have two or three problems. And they may be connected. But try to take one and follow it through to what's causing this thing to happen. find when a person comes, it's like they've got so many things going on, they just can't 
work it all out. They're confused. But if you, you ask questions and listen carefully, so have a pad and a piece of paper nearby, and as you ask questions, you are looking for certain things. So what are we looking for? Well, we'll we be looking. We start with the problem. What is your problem? How does it affect you? How long have you had that problem? Now that will tell you when it started. What happened about then? So you, you explore by question. And what you were looking for are these things. Number one, generational roots. Are there generational origins to this problem? Did it begin in the family background? Are there generational roots? Is there any bitterness, unforgiveness, or judgments in this person? Okay. People they're holding unforgiveness against. Are there soul ties to any person? Soul ties to someone sexually or someone's abused them. I gave you the list of all the areas. Is there a soul tie to something? Remember, soul ties are attachments. Are there any attachments that are fueling this problem? Are there any generational roots fueling this, fueling this problem? Are there any areas of unforgiveness and bitterness fueling this problem? Are there any inner vows? Has the person made any inner vows? Have they made any death wishes? Okay. We're working our way, just looking for these things. Are there uh, negative pictures? Are there images or pictures they have that create pain for them? Is there some experience, in other words, that sends this process off? Are there, are there sinful actions, activities? Are there some obvious sins? And we listed some of them. Occult or idolatry. Sexual sins. Uh, habits of sin. Maybe it's an abortion. It could be any of these things. Look for these pattern of sins. Did I touch on the negative picture? If there's a negative picture of traumas, there's something that they've got in their memory. And then what demons do you think are there? And so as the person talks about their problem, I listen very carefully, probing with questions. And, and I'm listening to try and find out these kinds of things. So I may jot down on the paper what they're saying, just to keep my mind clear and focused. Generational, circle it. Bitterness, unforgiveness, circle it. In a vow, circle that one. Oh, soul tie, circle that one. Oh, spirits. What do I think they might be? Attached here, here, here. See, so spirits will be attached to the generational curse, attached to the sexual sin, perhaps, attached to the soul tie. So now we know what the demonic house is that's fueling the problem. Now deconstruct the demonic house. 
Okay, I want to lead you through these prayers now. So when you've done the diagnosis, that's the diagnosis. Now, you share with them now how we're going to minister to you. So you tell them that there's a part they play. Talk to them about the foundation. There's a need for you to take ownership of these things. It's a need to release forgiveness. There's a need to renounce. Need to now, you must reach out to Jesus. So we, we teach them about the foundations. Say, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but in meekness instructing those who oppose themselves, and maybe they come to repentance, acknowledge the truth. Ask the questions. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the questions. Find the problem. Find the root sources of the problem. What are the roots that feed the problem? Identify them. Then instruct the person on how you will minister them and what their part is. So we teach them about those foundations and that's preparing them for ministry. I don't always pray for people in the first session. Sometimes I use the first session just to establish what the problems are and what's fueling it and prepare the person for ministry. And then I may get them to go away and, and pray or, or, or work through forgiveness or take some time to, to, to fast to prepare themselves for ministry. Then you come to the ministry time. In the ministry time, we now lead the person through prayers to break down the stronghold. I usually start with a confession of faith. Then the other prayers which I showed you to demolish the various things. A confession of faith would look something like this. It's like standing up and putting yourself in a position for, for God to move. Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. I am redeemed by his blood from every curse, iniquity, sin, evil spirits. I belong to Jesus Christ. Now that's just letting all the demons know the person's on Jesus' side. The demons are listening to all of that and sometimes they react while the person prays. So I lead them in a confession of faith then I take one issue at a time off my list and Lead the person in the prayer, then command the Spirit. Command them to come out. We'll speak strongly and directly to them. Command them to come out. Keep pressure on them until they do. If you have done the work well, deliverance is relatively easy. If there's a resistance by the demons, it's possibly sin. Just stop. Don't keep going. Talk to the person. Interact with the person during ministry. 
find out what's happening. I find often if I've sent if I've sent the person away, give them homework to prepare their heart. When they come back, I usually ask them, what is I try and find out what is top on their mind. Because often the Holy Spirit is just brought to the surface. The very thing we need to start with. But then I just start with the generational, then all the roots and go through them. So you break the ties, break the bondages, command the spirits to come out. Now, sometimes the spirits react. Don't get into discussion with a demon. Just confront it. Come out. Come out. They remind it of the word of God. He belongs to Jesus. The blood of Jesus, brethren. Command it to come out. And insist. Keep insisting. It may not respond to your first command. Keep insisting. And if it resists, keep insisting. Until the Spirit comes out. Okay, sometimes it may manifest. There's a whole variety of ways they manifest. Firstly, in the eyes. So watch the eyes. Demons will manifest in the eyes. The eyes will go maybe very cold and full of hate. And look at you. And you know it's a demon is now manifesting. Or the eyes become filled with fear. And they and they kind of looking away. Or the eyes may roll up and the demons or or they close like this. I won't look at you. So I watch the eyes. The eyes are windows to the soul. So the demon manifests. It may be in the eyes. Cold hate or fear. They may manifest around the mouth. The tongue. Like a, like a serpent. Or they may. Start to growl, or they start to cough, or they may let out a scream or a yell, or they may their hands, or their hands, and they clench their hands. Usually, that indicates there's rage and hate inside. It's almost like you can see it manifesting in the body. What's in there is starting to become visible. Or they may go like this, like a you can't do it naturally. But they may just come like this. And, and you know then it's witchcraft. Witchcraft always takes on like a claw look. Or they may try and uh, grab their own throat. You know, it's a spirit of hate or murder or self-hate. Or they may just start shaking their hands. And, and it's like an unclean spirit. They're trying to get rid of something. Or their body may start to twist. Or they may fall on the ground. Just if they fall on the ground doesn't mean they're free. It could be the demon just trying to get away from you. Uh, sometimes they jump up and down on the ground. Or, or they can try to begin to fight. Or they may threaten you. So stay focused. Stay focused that Jesus is with me. I have authority over serpents and scorpions to tread them underfoot. All the power of the enemy. Nothing shall hurt me. 
Stay confident. Stay bold. Don't back down. So it's not necessary to have manifestation. sometimes they happen. Okay. So if they happen, just carry on. Or if it's very strong, stop the deliverance. And get the person to cooperate with you. Hey, 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 stop, 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 stop. Call on them. And listen, you need to cooperate. You need to resist the spirit. Don't just let it use your body like that. Resist it. When I command, you cough it out. Okay. So we pray like that. And and when you're praying, put your hand either on here, on head, shoulder or neck. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you where to do it. And then command the Spirit. Now, there is a difference between emotions, emotional reaction, and demonic reaction. Now, only experience will enable you to pick that. It's hard for me to say in words what it looks like. Except this. A demonic reaction has an ugly feel and a look to it. It just looks ugly. And just, you can know that's demonic. If the person is just sort of shouting, it's probably emotional. And you just need to stop the ministry. The person has got grief and unforgiveness. And you need to deal with that. And the deliverance will be easy. So you need to discern between the two. If you have removed the demonic structures, usually the demon comes out reasonably quickly. Alright, now tonight doing open meeting. In an open meeting, we have not got the uh, the time frame to pull down all the demonic houses. So that means it's a, a different style of, of doing it. So in a meeting like tonight, I will preach on an area and I'll explain briefly what the person needs to do. Then we'll believe for the power of God to come on them. And we'll believe that the power of God will be at a level enough to flush demons up. So what you'll find will happen is something like this. People will stream up to the front. I'll lead them in a prayer. Then everyone worships. We lay hands on them. And I begin to command the Spirit. Now, I can't systematically work on everyone. I've just got to believe that the power of God will set them free. People will fall over. Some will start to scream and yell. Some will fall on the ground and wrestle and fight. There'll be all kinds of stuff. Now, when a person falls on the ground, go to them and pray with them. Go with them and pray with them. Put your hand on the belly, continue to pray, command the spirits. And watch what's happening. If the person starts to cough, sit them up. It's not good to have them lying down and coughing. Cough up stuff and choke. Sit them up. And then continue to pray.
If it's very emotional, 如果很多情绪 ，stop and talk to the person. 只要停下来跟他们讲话。Is there an ask question? 那问问题。Is there someone you're angry at? Someone you haven't forgiven? 有有人你还没原谅吗 ？Who is that person? 这个人是谁 ？What is it that is causing all this reaction? 为什么会产生这么多的问题 ？And it'll be some person. 那就会是有一些人。And then you need to well, then you're reacting because you're hurt. 你这。回反应就是因为你受伤了。你需要先放开，要原谅。然后鼓励他们，要带他们祷告。然后再一次祷告。Okay, tell them this time when I pray. 他说这一次我祷告。你要去抵挡这个灵。Now some of it will be so deep. 有些会很深。We just can't fix it on an altar call. 我们就不可能在这种呼召里解决。Especially if it's sexual abuse. 特别是性侵。If it's sexual abuse. 如果是性侵。Have to remember that the person. Was forced into actions against their will. So please be very sensitive when you're working with people. If you think it could be sexual abuse, even holding them and restraining them can be traumatic. So it looks like it's something like that. We just have to deal with it a little differently. Stop and talk to the person. And if they tell you this is what's happened, just pray and do what you can. And encourage them to follow up with some counsel. They need help, probably on an ongoing basis. So in the power meeting, a lot will happen. There will be a lot of stuff will go on. And I want you to have a part in that. Because you can never learn until you've actually tried it. Now, there is the possibility that you yourself will need prayer. So if that's the case, normally we'd have prayed for everyone by now before the meeting. So tonight on the altar call, if you feel that you need prayer, so tonight on the altar call, first, get up and pray for you. Get up and get involved helping pray for someone else. Simple as that. Just that simple. You got the idea? Do you understand? Everyone gets involved. Now, one last thing. When we're ministering deliverance. It's best if you work in pairs. One person commands. One person assists. The person assisting. Praise in tongues supports the person commanding. Very important to do that way. And if they sense or feel there may be something there, they share it with the person commanding. I feel there's something like this. I feel there's this. It could be that. If both of you start shouting, the demon will not move. It just will laugh. Because there's no authority. Who do I listen to? Which one? This one? Nothing. So one person commands, the other person prays. If you get tired, you can change over. Okay, this is quite simple. Okay, so we're all ready. Now, there are more things to share, but there's a point where you just have to do it. So it's a learning opportunity for you tonight. So be involved, supporting, catching, wherever you can, if nothing happens, don't worry. Remember when you're praying, rise up inside. Speak strong. That's not going to deal with a demon. It's a wild animal. You have to confront it.
要去对付他， okay. 好不好？ So、Father, we pray, Lord, that you would minister to my Powerful，Amen，Hallelujah。